Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. And of course, today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, equipping franchisors to help franchisees dominate their local market. To learn more about serving your market and growing your business, go to mybrxstudio.com. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast president with Team Logic IT. Mr. Rick Higgins. Good afternoon, sir. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Well, Rick, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about Team Logic IT? How are you serving folks? We're specifically targeting the small to medium business market. For me, in my particular franchise, we're working here in North Metro and, and Metro Atlanta. But Overall, Team Logic has 200 offices nationwide. Wow! So we're we're in almost every major city, and uh, it's really nice because I can tell people that uh, we can be as big as we need to be or as small as we need to be, depending on the opportunity of the client. Now, what does a client look like? Who is the ideal client? My typical client is between 30 and 50 people, but we have clients that are in the hundreds that have offices all over the country. And if their headquarters are here and I have them as a client, then I can service them with feet on the street and pretty wow. much wherever they are. Now, what is the service that you're doing for a, a client? We like to tell people that if uh, if you plug it into the wall and call it technology, we'll support it. So we're, we are real hands-on. We're nuts and bolts <laughs> guys. I mean, we're working on uh, everything from servers uh, all the way down to the handheld devices that you carry around in your pocket. And then what's the pain that a, a customer is having uh, where they're like, I better call the Team Logic IT folks? It's usually something to do with uh, some kind of security breach. That's the worst kind of pain that's going on right now. But it might be something as simple or what we call benign as email issues, email problems. We do a lot of uh, we win a lot of business by displacing uh, managed service providers, competitors of ours, who are just not answering the call. They're not showing up. So we get a call and say, hey, you know, we heard you guys show up. And, uh, you know, we've already talked to some of your, your current clients. We're either a referral from them or we've seen something online about you guys. We know you show up and we'd like to take you on as a, as a vendor partner. Now, are you working in all industries or do you specialize in some? Like, are you great with dentist office and, you know, or can you do anybody? The only uh, people we won't work with is people that don't use technology. So what does that mean? That means Pretty we much. work with everybody. But you, like, yeah. So you work with medical offices or law firms or do. ad agencies. Like It doesn't really matter. For whatever, It doesn't matter. For whatever reason, uh, about a third of our clients are CPA firms. CPA firms. I think CPAs just really get the value proposition of what we're mm-hmm. doing. And they know that they don't want to be their own IT support. Right. So, you know, if they can pay us our rate and then bill out at two, three, four hundred bucks an hour, they know that it just, right, it's just gonna makes work sense. out. Yeah. And then like for a CPA firm, what would be the like the point of entry? Would they have been hacked or they're afraid of being hacked so they want uh, somebody to come in and kind of make sure that their setup all, is all of the above. All of the above. So it may be that we're coming in on a a, a real red light situation where mm-hmm. 
uh, they're in big trouble. Right. There was some sort of breach, and then they don't know <laughs> what, uh, how it happened or how to prevent the next one. That's right. The, the provider that they have let them get into trouble, and mm-hmm. they're bringing us in, and it's a real emergency. Like a triage situation. Yep. It's a dire triage emergency situation. Yeah, and then when you – so when that happens, you have the resources to kind of uh, fix the situation right at that moment, but also put into place some things that will prevent that from we going do. forward. We do. And, and one interesting differentiator for us – is that we, for almost all of our clients, will deploy business continuity appliances for them that will keep them out of trouble if and when they do have an attack. Because we can't guarantee, nobody can guarantee that you won't get attacked down the road. Right, the largest companies in the world get attacked. Yep, and so do the smallest. Right. So nobody's immune to it, nobody's above it, and no technology specialist out there can guarantee that you won't get attacked. But if you are working with somebody like us who can deploy business continuity as opposed to backup and recovery solutions, then you stay in business if you do get attacked. So the, the appliances that we deploy can take over the services of a server and let you stay in business while we come in and, continue and work on that server. Mm-hmm. Right now, lead times to get a new server in place, at the, at the least, it's one week. Server, server demand and backup to, to buy the stuff and build a server, get it deployed at least a week. And that's, that's working double shifts. And then that's where the importance of this continuity comes into play. You don't have to have kind of downtime and wait a week until everything right. gets fixed. Right. Let's say you're a CPA firm with 10 people, 10, you know, eight CPAs and a couple enrolled agents mm-hmm. or something like that. And you're working off one or two servers. You get a malware attack during tax season. <clears throat> Oh, ouch. You can't afford right. that. You could be out of business. You can't miss a week or two. Right. Or especially three. those weeks. Sometimes we're only we're getting a call in the second week of the issue, right? So um, it can be real problematic. But if you have a business continuity appliance, you're talking about minutes. Minutes mm-hmm. of downtime, which we can all afford because that's just... Right. That's just everybody. Go get used a bottle to. of water and come back to work <laughs> right. and everything's <laughs> working fine. So now what's your background? Uh, so I'm an engineer from Georgia Tech. Got out of Georgia Tech in the early 90s. Always been in technology in one way, shape, or form. Primarily, I did software, and uh, and IT was kind of the redheaded stepchild of software. So I always kept up with it more as a hobby than anything else. And back in 2015, when I decided I wanted to start a business. So you worked for a, a corporation? or Different corporations over the years. Right. And I, I did some hardware stuff. I was in and out. In technology, people change around a lot, and, and I was no exception to that. I was moving around quite mm-hmm. a bit. and uh, But I had to get off the road. You know, So you some, were a lot of traveling? Traveling eight days a week is what it felt like. It right. was just terrible. And uh, this business affords me the opportunity to sleep in my own bed every night. And you know? how did it even get on your radar? So like, I, how come you didn't go, you know what, I'm going to just start my own consultancy here. I know all this stuff. I don't need, you know, kind of a national brand associated with me. People know me in town. Yep. Great question. Um, we, and I knew that to do a business like this, I wanted to always be on the cutting edge of technology. Mm-hmm. And for Team Logic, that's really the big thing that we get from the franchisor is – Working out those partner relationships with the different vendors, the technology that's out there and that's available. It's a full-time job at our headquarters in Southern California for four people <laughs> to do that. They're going and attending the different All the conferences, conferences. getting all the thought leadership and the cutting edge, the bleeding edge. That's right. They're reading the white papers. They're writing white papers in some mm-hmm. cases. They're mm-hmm. speaking at these things. And, and 
we can deflect as owners, as partners in the Team Logic network, we can deflect all that bombardment that we get to headquarters. Say, look, you know, if you're not. So if they ask you a question about, hey, this new Oracle system, I heard, I read a blog post that this thing's going to change this and that and this. You don't have to have read about that. You can say, you know what, I'm going to get on that. I got one of my people that specialize in that. And then they could either talk to them directly or give them their kind of analysis of it. Yep, that's right. I can kick that to headquarters mm-hmm. uh, to have them go through the process with that particular partner. So they're willing to actually have that communication? Oh, yeah. yeah. So of, how much time does that save you? Just that alone, answering those kind of super just, complicated just questions. Just that by itself, I mean, <laughs> frees me up to do what I do best, which is business development. Right. Um, you know, for me, nobody wants me working on their server. I will admit that right here on the radio, <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm good at business development. I'm good in a, in a sales setting. I'm good at generating leads and I'm good at following up. I'm good at writing proposals and closing deals, mm-hmm. but I've got a staff and I've got a director of operations that, that's, that's doing the, the heavy lifting and really making the money for the company. So now for you, when you said, okay, I'm going to uh, join Team Logic IT and I'm going to be a franchisee, um, did you ha- did they help you kind of build this team around you or did you already have people in place that, okay, I know this person can do this and I'll be able to do this? I'd like to say that they helped me and I kind of went into it with that expectation, but I'll tell you the truth, Lee, it was, uh, uh, I really had to, I had to place those ads on Indeed and Zip recruiter, and I had to find my so you guys. Had to kiss myself. a lot of frogs. I did. I did. It was. Uh, There's no easy way to do that, right? Like you just got to meet people and kind right. of vet them. And and did they help you at least with some sort of an assessment that okay, this person has they a did. likely suspect they did of being the right person. So they helped me with uh, that initial bunch of resumes, and mm-hmm. I have to look at three to four hundred resumes just to hire one guy. Right. So I'll get that down to say ten likely candidates, I can kick those over to um, headquarters. And in that first you know, few months of operating the business, they, they helped me a lot with that. I will admit that. Um, and then when I, find, when I was able to find one or two of those first guys that I did hire, they were able to run them through a assessment of capabilities. Like, do they really know this yeah. or are they just and saying could, they know this? And I could do some of that myself too. Right. Cause you can kind of, you probably have a good sniff test cause you've been around it so much. You can tell if they're BSing or they're. Yeah. Yeah. And we had all kinds of stuff. This, this business is crazy. I mean, I've had people and, and I've hired lots of people over my career since getting into it. I've never had a situation where someone didn't show up for an interview till, till this. So I really? would say, yeah, I would say, well, that's oh, a red flag. Chance right? of even somebody, <laughs> chance of even somebody showing up for an interviews. It's I don't know. It's better than fifty fifty, but let's just say it's eighty percent. They'll show up. Twenty percent they won't. And um, but yeah, that's obviously they're telling you everything they need to know. You need to know about that guy right. or gal. And then so d- so you knew going in that your main responsibility was going to be getting local business. That's right. Business development, that, that's really my forte. Mm-hmm. So in the Team Logic world, <clears throat> they have two different kinds of owners. I have two different kinds of partners. I call the other owners my partners. We've got the guys like myself who came from a business development background, and their first hire will be the tech. Right. So the two, 
two will partner and go forward and, and, and conquer. But is it a partnership or is that more of an employee? In, in my case, it was an employee. There are some that form as a partner. Like where they're a team. Like, okay, it's like you know, front of the house, back of the house. Kind That's of right. Thing. Sometimes there'll be two owners that come in together where they know how they're going to split their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Those team logics are, tend to be very successful. Right. Um, the other... The other uh, is the flip flop, where it's a it's a guy who's been in technology his whole life. He wants to own his own business, but he can, can't sell or but he can't spell sell proposal or right. sell. He right. can't spell it, and um, and that that's fine. But you've got to go the, out there and then hire somebody like me, like right you, away. You got to do I mean, it before yeah. right away. <laughs> yeah, you want to have that employee on board before you open your door, right? And you both have to go through some training out at headquarters, which we do. Then that's one of the other things that headquarters does really good for us as a franchisors is provide that training. And then the training element for you as a salesperson, you were uh, comfortable in that role already. Was that something that you felt was uh, beneficial or was this something that you go, I think I can handle this part of it? Like, did they tell you something you didn't know? It, it was, yeah, of course. Um, there was a week of training, um, maybe one morning or uh, maybe a three quarters of one day we spent on sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stuff is um, there's just some things you've got to know about how to be a franchisee within the team logic network. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of that. And, you know, like, you come out of there feeling like you drank, drank out of a fire hose, right. the, the typical cliche, but uh, it's good. It's good. And then, you know, first year, actually the first two years is a real grind. But anybody will tell you that if they're starting a business from, from zero, even as a franchisee, those first couple of years are a real grind. Yeah, there's no shortcut. No. And then for you, uh, once you start getting clients, I'm sure it becomes – this is um, residual revenue, right? They, they're right. like kind of – once you get them, they kind of stick with you for a period of time until there's some compelling reason not to. So our, our, across our overall network – and again, we're talking about roughly 200 offices – We've got an average renewal rate of 96%. Another way to think of that same statistic is that if I sign a client today, on average, I'll have them for 9.6 years. So that's the average length of a contract, Mm -hmm. and that's my expectation. Right. And knock on wood, today we have not been fired for cause. We've had some some turnover in clients, which Well, I'm sure when you're dealing with companies and then – the new guy comes on and he's got a guy that he's used. There's some, you're going to get, you're going to lose some business, no fault of anybody's other right. than, you know, he's got a guy that he used in his previous company and now he wants to implement it in his new company. That hasn't happened to us. Um, we've actually benefited mm-hmm. from that crazy right. situation that you're talking about. We did lose uh, a large client in 2000, early 2019, because they got acquired. Mm-hmm. And it was a big fish swallowing a small fish, which was my client. Right. And they had their own in-house IT. They wanted nothing to do with us. Right. Even though their IT was in Houston, we tried to work out, well, like, hey, look, we're, we can at least be your feet on the street here. Because the my client that got acquired wasn't the only Atlanta-based entity that they had. And right. they were supporting out of Houston. But they wanted nothing to do with us. And I think, you know, IT people... Well, maybe even just say this, but most people are territorial. Sure. They they want what's theirs, and they don't want anybody else mucking around with it. So now, from your standpoint about getting the going out there and kind of grinding in order to get that book of business so that it can sustain itself and build upon it itself, 
that took about two years? Well, I was pretty fortunate. Um, I was generating business in the first month. Mm-hmm. and uh, But to get to where I could pay myself and to get to where I was consistently in the black, you know, past break, break even and staying past break even really was two years. Mm-hmm. We, we did our first break even at 18 months. But then what happens? You, you've got enough business where you've got to make another hire. Higher, right. And, and then you go right back, back into to, the red. Yeah. And so you're, you're trying to cross that chasm. Right. And it's, uh, it, it can be nasty. So now uh, for you at this point in, the, uh, in your relationship with – Team Logic IT is it something that that they want you to open up another like Team Logic IT or Team Logic IT Dunwoody? Do they want you to be Team Logic IT Snellville and take over a different territory? Or does it work that way, or is each Team Logic IT person in a market kind of their own thing? And it does, there's no point in getting a second location because of the way you operate. I have some partners. Uh, the partner up in Philadelphia has I think seven or eight different uh, franchise. Uh, locations mm-hmm. and but his plan is different he's he's looking to divest and sell off and for him the logical way to do that is to build mm-hmm. up a book of business in a particular area and then sell that piece off piecemeal so his plan is for in philadelphia for there to be six, seven, eight different franchisees that he's all sold his business to. Mm -hmm. Right now, he hasn't sold anything yet, and he's basically just operating all of those territories out of one, maybe two locations, because then he's got North Philly and South Philly. Mm -hmm. So, If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Franchise Marketing Radio. (laughs) Our guest today is president with Team Logic IT, Mr. Rick Higgins. Rick, talk to me a little bit about the the marketing for an enterprise like yours. How do you get the word out to the Dunwoody community or the, or the local business community? What, what How does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a firm like yours? So we're doing the full gamut of uh, paid advertising, you know, Google paid ads. Uh, we, we, we do every kind of paid ad you can imagine. Um, we're doing, you know, email marketing. We've got cold calling going out. But I tell people that the most effective thing still to this day is picking up the phone and making that cold call. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And I say to the other franchisees that I talk to and they're like, how do you, how do you build business so quickly? I say, I say, you got to do it. You got to put in the work. You got to make those calls. And, um, there's a, uh, I think it's the army rangers have a saying, don't be upset about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, can you shop that out? Should you shop that out, or does that really need to be Rick Higgins making that call? Stone, I've tried. I've tried all of the above, and um, although shopping that out can work, it's just not as effective of me as me doing it myself. And I do it every day. I yeah. have to block out time every day. How many calls do you make a day? So I try to always make at least ten. But if I have an opening, you know, in the slot or if a meeting gets canceled or something like that, then I'll, I'll fill that in. With, I can always fill it in with, with calling. And then how do you get a list? Is that part of what the franchisor provides? They did provide me with initial list, but it's old. I mean, once you get a, a brand new list, it's old when you first right. get it anyway. So I try to renew it um, uh, every so often, usually not But where do you get, like today's 10 names, where'd they come from? Um, I can't remember the name of the company I used to buy the list, but so it's, you're buying a list somewhere, yeah. 
Yeah. And then uh, are you going after a certain, like a title or a type of, like who is the person you're trying to reach? Yeah, I want to talk to the owner. The or, owner? Yeah, I want to talk to the owner of uh, the small private business. Because yeah, okay, so he or she is going to be the decision maker regardless. And so getting past a gatekeeper of a receptionist or something like that is uh, is key. So then it's the owner of a 50-plus employee company. That's right. So And you don't care the industry, so it doesn't I matter. I don't care. I don't care. We're, we're getting a lot of traction lately in manufacturing right? Um, and uh, distribution. So And those those clients tend to be a lot bigger. And, and when you're making that call, is there something you're, you're asking them for? Is there something that you can offer um, a way to at least have a conversation? I'm asking them just one question and it, and you it was your first question is what's what's your pain because mm-hmm. if you're not having pain then let's not talk let's not let's just move on you're not on. ready for me i would right just now. rather move on and uh-huh. and we we part friends ship, ships passing in the night i'll call you again in 6 months and we'll talk about it again right and then i will also ask for permission to put them on my drip email campaign right. i use constant contact for that um, and you're sharing thought leadership about um you know, cybersecurity or some right. issues that IT person, uh, IT challenges they might be having. It helps keep me in their frontal lobe. Right. So um, we, our latest client we won was a comeback around from something we lost four years ago, but they, they stayed on my drip email right. campaign. Exactly. That's a gift to keep. You keep doing that, that's going to pay dividends. So she called me and said, you know, we, we made a mistake and we, we're, we're sick of this. Um, so it's time for you to, to come in and, and, uh, you know, Hey, I said, Hey, why, why did you, why did you think of me? And she said, well, you've been sending me that email right for, for four years, <laughs> right. four years. She's been getting my monthly email and, uh, she kept, you know, and so it just happened to pop in at a time. Right. All it she, has to do is hit her right when that person yeah. didn't call her back. <laughs> right. And, and that's like, what happened. Let yep. me call Rick. Cause I, I know he'll call me back. So I want to go back to one thing you were asking about, about, um, you know, the grind. Mm-hmm. And um, I am constantly getting calls from potential franchisees, you know, because I know you guys are all about wanting to talk about the, right. the franchisor and how franchisors develop business and sell to franchisees. So I'm getting calls from potential people that want to know, hey, here's a guy. I'm a guy who's in its fifth year right now. Right. And, um, you know, what was the first year like? What was the, what was the, what, what's year their like? fears? Like, what is their biggest concern when they're calling you? What is the thing that they're apprehensive about? That they're going to run out of cash. Same <laughs> thing we're all afraid of. I mean, that's, that's the really, that's the only thing that runs people out of business other than every now and then there'll be a health issue. Right. A guy will get really sick or a guy's wife or vice versa will get really sick. And there's nothing you can do about that. You just can't, just, they just can't work, period. Right. And, um, but what I tell them, they always ask me, you know, would you do it again? And they say, yes. And, you know, what's the, what's the greatest thing about it? And this really didn't hit me till this last year or so is that thinking that we have a situation now where we've got a bunch of guys making mortgage payments, car payments, kids in private school, kids in college. And we created that economic engine out of nothing. Right. There was nothing. And uh, it did not exist before right. we showed up and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this. 
So and that's, that's the thing that's the coolest and, to me. And that's something that it probably didn't even it wasn't on your radar going in no. about the impact you would have in the community not, and the, the families that you're impacting, the children that you're impacting. It no. wasn't even probably something that occurred to you. No, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the most rewarding emotionally part of is. this. It is. Oh, man, I sleep like a baby every night. It's so great. Right. You know, because I just know we're, you know, we're doing so much good for so many people. Right. Now, those folks may have jobs elsewhere. Right. We're really big into making sure our morale stays high with our staff. Mm-hmm. So we're paying multiple bonuses a year. We call them, I call them stay bonuses, but they're no, no one's leaving. You know, not, not again. <laughs> no one's leaving. Um, we're doing really good uh, at, at, at paying really well. Um, we just finished, you know, our Christmas bonuses in December. Everybody did really well. And, um, you know, life is good. Right now, Atlanta is just booming. Right. Um, you know, Atlanta is a tough place to get around, and especially right here on the, right. on the perimeter top end. Uh-huh. And I guess it's a national show, so I'll just right. tell you folks uh-huh. that are out there listening, Atlanta is – traffic is nasty. Well, uh, the way I look at it is um, if if the city was crappier, there'd be less cars and traffic but this is a pretty attractive place for a lot of people in a lot of industries so a lot of people want to move here yeah and and i'm not sure what the latest is but atlanta's got still even during the recession of 07 08 09 we were still adding net new jobs to the city we never went negative on that as far as i know right and that it and i think the diversity of our economy is one of our strengths we're not like a one industry town we we have a bunch of industries that are really big industries with a lot of people in them, and they're right. moving from all over the place to be part of it. That's right. So now, um, for you, uh, looking back, this Team Logic IT joining their team and being part of that franchise system, that worked out perfectly for you. It seems like well, they, not, they nothing's perfect, but, but it worked but out great. But in terms of choices if you were to go it on your own and have tried to build the same type of thing there would have been a lot of more a lot more hurdles it sounds like. i don't think i could have done it i really don't i mean when i was looking at this opportunity i was also looking at a couple other existing businesses so you were looking to buy a business That's that right. was in the same industry or were you looking no. to be like a jiffy loop yeah, I didn't ever look at any other. This was the only franchise that I looked at. Well, mm-hmm. there was there was another one that's in the same space, CMIT. Mm-hmm. I did look at them. Team Logic had a, a much better value proposition, mm-hmm. and it was really clear to me, at least from what I saw at the time. Again, this was 2015 that they were just doing a lot better job of supporting their franchisees. Right. And uh, but no, I was looking at some other businesses in a completely different industries. It didn't have for me. It didn't have to be technology. Right, because you're business development, so you can sell anything. Probably. That's right. That's right. Um, but I just kept coming back to is like, no, I want to stay in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it uh, it had been my bread and butter, and I wanted to stay in technology. Technology's booming, and it was even at the time. Right. And I just didn't want to get away from that uh, growth cycle. And then if somebody wanted to learn more about uh, Team Logic IT and Dunwoody, you have a website for that? Yep, teamlogicit.com forward slash Dunwoody GA or forward slash R. Higgins, which is my name. Mm-hmm. Either will go to my particular franchise. And then teamlogicit.com probably gets to the corporate entity. That's right. And you can find me you know, through that. Through, yeah. And then if you want the information about uh, being a franchisee, there's probably information there That's as right. well. 
Yep. Good stuff, Rick. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you, Lee. Glad to be here, and thanks for the opportunity. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 